Kia ora whanau. here we are on another deep dive and this week we've got the man behind the new look, Kevin Lynch from Sidekick Creative, graphic designer, uh, Marvel and Star Wars enthusiast, a lot of his work has gone viral, uh, he's had work with Tony Parker, the uh, former NBA player, he's had work go onto Old Trafford Stadium for Manchester United, honestly this guy has been a part of some incredible designs and projects and we get to dive into them today. Kevin Lynch, my friend, thanks for hopping on the podcast. And um, it's it's one of the most unlikely of friendships that was formed in the gaming world, <laughs> kind of. Absolutely. Um, context, I think you're friends with, you know, a couple of friends of mine through, how do you actually know those guys? Is it through church? Or? Yeah, yeah. I, I, met, uh, I met them through church and uh, segued into uh, playing a bit of... Uh, fortnight and in, in these weird times of lockdown and came across you yeah mate and now and now i see you i felt like i've known you for a long time yeah. Yeah. but the funny thing is i mean i think this might be the first time i've actually admitted on here that i am a bit of a fortnight player oh, oh did i did i uh no we've been breaking news it's it kind of is breaking news i mean i think there's nothing wrong with the grown man getting on with the boys i never go and yeah. play by myself i know you're the same yeah i can, can I just say, I tried last night by myself and there's a reason I don't do that by myself. <laughs> yeah. How many med kits did you throw at someone instead of throwing grenades? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm well known for, for actually using the wrong uh, the wrong thing. So, yeah, I have done that admittedly. Yeah. But do you know what I find really fun about that, Kevin, is that, like, so it's me, you, and a couple of other blokes, and then we've got a couple of other guys that will fill in if, we're, yep. if we've got a full squad. But... I don't feel like we're gaming nerds. I just feel like we enjoy hanging out with each other virtually. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I have to say it's it's a big um, it's a big thing for me to be doing this uh, like once a week at least, just mm. in, in these tricky times where you don't get to catch catch up with people. So yeah, um, that's that's one thing. Hey, eh? we're actually not we actually can't like go around and have a beer or whatever because you know yeah. we're well at the moment of this recording we're in, in lockdown and who who knows how long that'll last. But yeah, you know, but um. Why, why Fortnite do you think? I can turn you up, actually. There you go. You're a bit louder. Oh, good. Um, I don't know. I, I just sort of latched on what everyone else was doing, really. Um, maybe maybe my, my son, who's quite a big into Fortnite, might have uh, influenced as well. Um, yeah. yeah. What, what's, what's your son's thoughts on your Fortnite gameplay? Does he get a little <laughs> bit... Uh, I think he was... Uh, is, he, is he your ultimate critiquer? <laughs> oh, absolutely. absolutely. I think he was quite... Um, when I first started getting into it, he would look over my shoulder and direct me. And then I think quickly he figured out like I'm a hopeless case and sort of stopped watching. <laughs> so yeah. Um, he only wants to know if like I've done well. And so we don't have long conversations on those. Yeah. Well, um, well our, what's our record was six, you know, just on, yeah. on live record. We had six wins one night. Yep. So we'll, we'll, that can go down. It yeah. can be, we can put that officially out there to the yeah. world. <laughs> but um, Hey man, one of the cool things that I learned about you obviously is you know, being a, okay, I don't want to say it wrong. Graphic designer. Is that, would that be the official title? That's the official title. So let's rewind. So when you were growing up, were you the kid that was, you know, drawing in, in your book and stenciling and all that kind of jazz? Yeah, I, I was. Oh man, I've got some, uh, yeah, I, I did a lot of drawing growing up and th this is pretty, pretty geeky, right? So um, I love it. We love the geekiness. Oh, yeah, man. I, I loved, I loved wrestling. Um, WWE. 
Yep. Well, I'm showing my age. WWF. <laughs> was this Hulk Hogan or was this before Hulk Hogan? Yeah, no, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah, okay, and yeah. um, I love Garfield. So I I drew Garfield wrestlers and stuck them all on my wall. So I had a series of, I don't know, hundreds of wrestlers done as Garfield. Um, no I don't know, way. Like, it's, um, it's, yeah, like I said, I'm going to embarrass myself here. But, but yeah, it. so I just, I just, I drew a lot. Um, I feel like my parents might have influenced me too. Dad, Dad's quite a drawer. And my mum would enter a lot of competitions she was like the ultimate competition enterer so combining those two things i'd enter a lot of culinary competitions and and actually won quite a bit um if i look back if i look back now i do wonder if uh mum and dad maybe told me i won a bit more and sort of um (laughs) just to give me some enthusiasm yeah anything to boost the uh boost the confidence Um, because when you say garfield i'm I'm thinking of i'm thinking the original kind of comic Garfield, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Was that would you say that was quite a um obviously you got all the DC and the Marvel comic, all those kind of things. But yeah. do you think Garfield was quite um what's the word I'm looking for? Like kind of leading for its time. It was quite a ahead of itself comic or nah? In terms of the sketches and the cartoons and that. Yeah, well, I mean it was the the, the, the cartoons of the time were very much in the newspaper, those sort of three frame, three, four frame. Um was a Hagger was another one. I think I haven't maybe got that one right, but mm. yeah, uh that, that's kind of what the, the the big cartoons were in terms of like on print. Um, so yeah. I had a few Garfield books. And I, I don't know why. Why Garfield? I, have, I actually can't think why that was the case. I used Because um, I, I think Garfield was one of the earlier ones to actually get put onto um, like animated TV show. Yeah, maybe that was it. Um, you know, back in the 90s, oh, 80s, 90s. Yeah, I, I was, that's the other thing. I was quite a big fan of the old, uh, the old, uh, cartoons of the 80s and, and 90s um well, especially 80s that um they actually influenced me a, quite a bit in my uh choice of name for my business but i'll come to that but oh okay. yeah yeah i love i love the old uh the, the the cartoons with the sidekicks uh the sidekicks who would kind of be better at uh solving the crime than the than the main the main guy yes um, so that was that was uh yeah i know good times for for cartoons oh Hundred percent. I think I look now. Even when I was growing up in the nineties, um, and then I guess my teenage years through the two thousands, like the cartoons. If I look, because I had a young, I have a younger brother who's much younger than me. He's you yep. know he's still oh, how old is he now? Should know this. Seventeen, I think. Um, still at school, but he you know the, when I would watch what he would watch if I if he was watching telly, they weren't cartoons anymore. And probably you know probably know now with your kids like they're all real life shows yeah, a lot of them are yeah you know um, yeah so it's changed quite a bit so yeah 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 because even for me it's funny because we could be we are almost when it comes to visual art complete opposite ends of the spectrum visual art is one of my hardest things to teach at school as yeah. a teacher and i can't even i can't even draw a circle mate you know what i mean yeah you said you told me right now to draw a cat i, I wouldn't know where to start yeah, it's a funny one, right? So, I um, I, I totally I, I respect that you, ha- you know, all the things you have to teach and, and cover, man. That's that's pretty amazing. I, I know I'd struggle in, in a lot of the areas that you cover, um, right. but like, it, it is a funny one. Like, you, one of my one of my most least enjoyable board games is playing Pictionary because you right. automatically come in with this. Oh, we'll, we'll pick Kev, you know, because he'll be this guy who can just uh. nail it. And you're like, I'm. It's not always the case. You're actually sometimes it's it's just 
my style of drawing maybe is, is, a, is a lot slower and, and deliberate. Um, some people can just rattle it out. So, yeah, I guess there's, there's perceptions on, on what you're good at and, and not. And um, while I am a reasonable illustrator, it's, it's, a, it's a slower process than some others. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So, cause I've, I've got a friend, for example, who's also a graphic designer okay. and he, um, and he can, I'll give him a piece of paper and he'll bang something out really fast, Yeah. you know, but his obviously from paper to, to graphics on the computer, you know, yeah. that's when the process slows down a bit, but for him, it's kind of the quick sketches, you know, the, yeah. like that, you know, instead of one straight line, is that the same for you when you're in that concept stage uh, of, of designing? it's kind of, your quick rushed kind of looks all shady you know what i mean so i my my really rough stuff looks really rough it's <laughs> it's, it's what i want in my head but i i'm almost uh, nervous to show other people because they'll be like you do this for a living but it's it's very much just shapes and really rough like composition stuff that i do for my own benefit which yeah. helps but yeah you wouldn't want to present that what at what point did you know that you were um kind of good at it because there's always a point right you know if i'm a pl- rugby player or if, even doing what i'm doing now right there was yeah. a point when i was do- i was just doing stuff at school and then i realized oh I'm, I'm actually not that bad with a microphone in my face you know what i mean was there a point where you kind of knew because even if you're winning competitions you probably don't really quite know how good you no, are until i don't even think i grew up knowing that this was a job you could get or do um ah, i remember okay. kind of as i was finishing high school I was thinking architecture and I was thinking um, designing, you know, yachts and boats um, and discovering that it's probably not something that was that at that time that easy to kind of lock down what that was. Um, mm. So I did a, I did a, I don't know if I've even figured out now if I'm any good, but, but yeah, I guess, I guess I just lent on um, at least that architecture angle and went, well, I'm not a hundred percent sure. So I'll, I'll maybe go on a slightly more art, uh, stop area for that and so I went to AUT um, and did a design degree um, right. without really even knowing um, what it was fully until I got into it and then it turns out it's the right thing for me so that's that's great yeah yeah and and you know it, now if someone's you know I even when, when I was at school but even more so now people see graphic design and, and art in, in that sense being a very viable pathway for yeah. for the creative outlet right but yeah. I, I guess you know back in the 80s 90s even early 2000s it was kind of a it's not like a straightforward i'm going to be a builder or i'm going to be a teacher or i'm going to be a lawyer you know what i mean yeah yeah it's it's a and it's an it's always evolving that's that's the hard part is um to talk about what it was like when i first started to what it is now it's like it's and it's really changing quite quickly at the moment so um yeah i think it is it's sort of hard to lock down as you're coming out of school to know what's ahead um and yeah, yeah, but you're right. There's a, it's a, there's a lot more opportunities and and different sort of sub areas of design now that there were, in my mind, than when I started. When you say, you know, when you say it's like evolving, do you think for you, I wouldn't, you wouldn't say you're an old school graphic designer, you know, like you know, you've had you've had people that have been in the business in sixty for sixty odd years or whatever, fifty years, but would you say? you find it easy to catch up with the latest kind of stuff, like the latest tools, the latest software, the latest, all of that kind of jazz. Yeah. Well, it's, first of all, it's nice of you to say that I'm not, I'm not an old designer because I feel an old designer. Nah, mate. Um, I'll put you right in the middle. Oh, geez, man. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, look, I don't think so. I think um, it's just harder to cover all bases. Like it used to be 
when you're a designer that you could, if you were competent as a designer, you could cover everything that was needed in a lot of ways. You could cover, um, you know, big print, small print, um, branding, all those sort of things. And now it's a, a case of uh, UX, UI, uh, web design, as well as um, there's all these other sub avenues that you all, you have to specialize a bit in to be able to right. um, So it's hard to kind of, cover all bases and that's the that's probably the hardest part is to i'm used to covering all bases and as we you know move forward it's it's like no no we want specialized people um yeah yeah so you kind of (laughs) trying to keep up with everything is quite difficult you know so and how would you how do you do that then like if you say if you're and i'll ask you you know i'll ask you what your niche is eventually but in terms of say you want to do a range of things within graphic design you might be really good at one specific area, but you want to do those other areas, but you have to qualify. What does that even look like? Does it look like just getting experience on those kinds of jobs or? It can be. I think uh, especially some of the, the UX UI stuff uh, yeah. is, is a bit more specialized in your training. But, but again, if you've come from a design background without that, you can take on those jobs. Um, I know particularly one is packaging. Packaging is quite a, uh, viewed as quite specialized but once you start you mean like boxes and, and, yeah, and logos yeah. so, and that kind of stuff. so that sort of work is quite um has taken up quite a bit with certain companies that specialize in that so it's quite yeah, hard okay. to, to get in on that sort of work but then if you get that sort of work um then it becomes easy to get more of that sort of work so um i do i have done a little bit of that sort of stuff but but that yeah i guess there are certain areas where you you kind of it's it's harder to get into um yeah but, yeah, it's so interesting because I was I, I know Kev, you're one of the loyal few that listen to the old podcast, and oh, I know that um, the one of the things I love about this is, mate, I don't know much about graphic design, and there'll be a lot of people that listen that don't as well. Which is uh, you might be thinking, I'm just talking about you know graphic design, but it's actually interesting. I never would have known that it's actually like I just to be honest, I thought anyone could that has the skill set could kind of go into any avenue, but actually the fact that it's quite hard in certain areas yeah i think interesting it's hard so that the the opposite to that it is hard in certain areas but it's also there are tools out there that make it accessible to everyone now yeah yes Um, yes. so canva is a good example of that so um oh mate i'm one of the loyal canva Canva for you although but i've i can tell when i bet you though you'd look at someone who uses canva and you can tell straight away they've used a canva design like I can, but I don't, I don't, that doesn't mean it's wrong or bad. It's actually like, uh, but it Are is. Are we about to is. go into business together, kid? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Mate, yeah. the podcast needs a bit of a spruce up on my, okay, on my, well, on can, my let's, let's talk. Let's uh, talk about that. <laughs> negotiate here. Yeah. But, um, What's your price? <laughs> no, I don't know if I can go into that here. You know? <laughs> a few V-Bucks? <laughs> I think a few V-Bucks, there you go. Maybe, oh, maybe on, maybe on this occasion, we can, we can talk in those terms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think like, yeah. So Canva is one of those things where it's um, opened up the ability for people to, to kind of cover off stuff. So I get more and more people asking me to design their brand, but then adapt it for canvas so they can take it forward. Um, so it's a little tricky sort of space to be in because I'm happy to do that because that's what the client wants, but then, you're nervous that it's not necessarily going to be represented as you want it to be going forward for them. Um, right. So, so yeah, it's a, like I said, with an evolving industry, you kind of have to adapt. And, and, and do you know, that's very interesting. You make a point because I think about like a haircut, right? Yeah. Just go with me. I always think this when I get my haircut, I think yeah. 
I have a vision for what I want yep. my haircut to look like. Yep. I try and communicate that to my barber. Yeah. And he now has to try and pull off that vision. Now, yep. are our visions going to exactly be the same? No. You know, it's just like when I read Lord of the Rings yep. and then I watch the movie, right? Me and Peter Jackson might have both read the same book, yep. but look at how we visualize things differently. So that must be a quite a interesting kind of what's the word juxta juxta oh what's the word I'm looking for there, Kev? Parallel, know, not, parallel. You know that yeah, you you yeah. your clients come to you and say, "Look, man, can you design this? This is what we think." Yeah. Blah blah blah, and then you kind of have to take their information and give them something, hoping that it's kind of what they wanted. You know? Yeah, it's it's a, that's you summed it up. It's it's, a, it's an industry where um, you have to have quite a thick skin because yes, you do get told. Like, there's not many jobs, I think, where you get told, I don't like what you've done. Um, True. And, and not in a negative way, but but it is sometimes you're trying to understand what the client wants without them knowing necessarily what they want. And even if they say one thing, you can tell they mean something else. Because it's because they come to you. They don't know the yeah, design. Yeah, they, yeah. They've, got, they've got the idea in their head. Yeah. So mm. you get a range of people. You get people really open-minded to, like, I just want help. And I have a, an idea, but please show us. And you get people who tell you one thing but mean another. And then you get, yeah, I guess you get people who have really strong ideas of what they want. And and you've got to adapt and and read and read that situation. And as you get more experience, you can do that. Mm. Uh, and and I found I found over the years it's it gets easier because you can reason why you've done things. Um, the more the more you you present if you present something, you can, you know, there's a reason behind everything. You're not just pulling it from nowhere and because you you do know, you get questioned on why have you done that why have you done that and you actually have to come back with a solid reason otherwise it's it's easy to poke holes in it you know and because at the end of the day it's a subjective art right like it's yeah. a, um you're a creative and all creative yeah. art you know is in the eyes of the beholder right and the yeah. vision of yeah. of what someone wants for it can you tell straight away when someone doesn't it's not that they like don't like your design because your design's always going to look good if you're uh, an efficient you know graphic designer but it might not be what they want for their whatever they want their project right can you tell instead when when you give it to them they're like ah nah yeah it's okay i can't always i can't always tell there's people who um who are just they just need time to process like i've had people who i've come away from meetings when i've got on and they did not like that and then they'll come back the day later and go we love it just because they didn't necessarily want to tell me that at the time Mm. and and that's fine. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I try not. I, I try to tell all my my clients if I'm designing a brand, for instance, to say, please give me your initial thoughts, but then also take three days, and and yeah, and sit with it because initial thoughts generally are well. That's not necessarily what I initially thought I was going to get. It's but interesting three, you say that. Yeah. And then three days later, it'll be like, but I see why you've done that, and I like it now because it answers the brief, and it's better than what I thought we could get. So, it's yeah. it's. Or it could go the other way and they just didn't like it. So, but, yeah. But you raise a good point because I, I know with my own logo, I got a young cat to design it back in the day. And when I first saw it, I was kind of, I wasn't blown away. Yeah. I was like, hmm. Like, I thought it looked nice. It's like, is that what I want for the podcast, you know? And then after a couple of days, me though, I was like, yeah, bro, awesome. Love it. You know, he's a young fella and um, he's the man and he did a really good job, I thought. You know, a couple of days later, I was like, yeah, I like it. Yeah. And it grew on me, you know, and it wasn't because I was trying to convince myself to like it. Yeah. But like you say, 
Um, I remember when I got my first tattoo and someone told me, before you get it inked on you, put it as your screensaver on your phone. Good call. For a couple of days or weeks or whatever. And if you still yeah. like looking at it, then get it on you. And I, I think that could be the same for, that's for the same. Sort of design, right? That's a really good call. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's right. Things grow on people. Eh? And I guess for you, sometimes you have to maybe not explain that directly, but you kind of say, just sit with it, yeah. you know, because someone might like it straight away, hey, eh, on yeah. the other side of the fence. Yeah. And then after a couple of days, go, actually, no, it might not work with it, you know? The, the, the trickiest part, like, I'm, I'm quite comfortable with the one-on-one or the, the presenting to a group. Um, but when they take it wider than that for feedback, you have no control of that uh, setup. So you're hoping they, they convey it to other people as well as, you know, why you've done things. So, yeah, it's, it's um, behind the curtain on the stuff's quite interesting, really just, yeah, trying to present stuff to, to people. And I think for me, one, one thing I've learned to, to, to do is actually sit with stuff myself before presenting it, you know. Right. Sometimes I'll be happy with something and want to show the client straight away, but actually I'm better to sit with it for a day, making sure that I have fully realized a, a brief. Mm. It's, it's a bit harder if, if the deadlines, a tight deadline, but yeah. And that's the other thing, deadlines, and you've got to work with deadlines. Like, I mean, when we watch something on, like I just use a kind of semi-current, you know, this obviously won't be relevant in a year's time if someone listens to this, but, you know, to our context right now, the vaccination campaigns on on um, TV, right, or, or YouTube yeah. ads or whatever, and it's the graphic of the, you know, the different graphic they use, get shot, uh, what is it? Not get shot, get a shot, bro, whatever, shot, bro. Shot you know bro, what I'm yeah. talking about? But yeah. that's all gra- that's all been designed by somebody, right? Yeah. Um, and they must have had a pretty tight deadline to get that done. But people forget how much of almost everything you see that has that is designed by someone else. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I think people just naturally forget that. Um, everything. Even my, I'm looking right now at a morning fresh um, dishwashing liquid. Someone yeah. designed that logo and that font and that color. And you know. Well, it's funny because you. It's a little bit like when you buy a car all of a sudden you start seeing that same kind of car everywhere as a designer like i just look at design so you'll you'll see stuff and you'll critique it as you as you're living it you know i don't know if you do that with with uh podcasts or not yeah i do you do you do just kind of um absorb it uh it's sort of hard to look away from that's why i'm glad i'm not a musician because apparently i know a lot of musicians that when they hear music they just can't help but Especially if it's like in a worship setting or something like that yeah. for church, they can't how they can't get in the zone, so to speak, because they're too busy going. Oh, look at that run! Oh, look at that bung note! Oh, look at that! <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, I can see that. Um, tell t- tell me like your process. Someone comes to you for the design from yeah. start to finish, because every design will be different. What's Kevin Lynch's process? Do you bust out a napkin at the restaurant oh, and you no, know? No, start, who did that? Who was? Who am I thinking about? Who did that? I know that story. Um, what is it? Oh, is it, is it something about the Patriots? No. No, there is a, a brand that was done that way. I don't, I want to say 3M, but it might not be that one. Yeah. Um, there was something, yeah, I, I know that story. No, I'm, you know, based on my, my picturing skills, no. Um, <laughs> just turn them away. But um, I, I do, you just have to like really listen in to what they're after and, and actually get as much information out of people as possible. Um, because some people just want to come and say, just do it for me. I don't want to you know, talk, but you're like, well, I do want to make sure I get the best outcome for you. So let's del- delve into that a little bit. Um, and then I just go away and, and um, you know, I've got a, a, a budget and a time frame. I just, um, 
I do sketch. I'm, I, I don't know if everyone does that, but I do get out the sketch pad, uh, the um, pad, and just start drawing. Especially if it's a if it's a logo um, or a brand that I would um, start there, um, research online, and then really just build a picture of what of where that client will sit or, or their, their brand will sit in amongst other brands that are in their industry or, or where they want to you know position themselves. Um, that's obviously very brand focused and that, yeah. that process is very similar for packaging, um, I would say. And then outside of that, I guess, you know, I do obviously other design in, in and around other brands that I've already involved in. And it's just a, it's a continuation of a brand or a, or a evolving of a brand that I need to um, work in with. So it's, it's um, yeah. yeah, I guess, I guess all designs are different, but branding and packaging, I guess, would be very much about checking out what else is, you know where this would position and and how, and how it would look against other brands as well. Um, wow, yeah, because that's another thing, eh? You 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 a, a company, for example, if it's a company point of view, you are trying to help them become more competitive in a in a, in a sense. Yeah, that's a little bit of pressure. It is. Hey, how do you deal with pressure? Actually, that's a good. That's that's an interesting because you do yeah. have you have the time cooker of to deadlines, etc. Yeah. Um, and you know people can apply whatever you say. I guess. To whatever context they are in you know whether it be any job yeah. or education or whatever how do you how do you deal with when the pressure's on and it's a good good question um everyone's different with it too i you know? know your only experience of me under pressure is Fortnite, and that's probably not a good example yeah yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah i know kevin under pressure yeah. in Fortnite is no it's not, not a fun time <laughs> no it's not it's not um that's when the <laughs> i start throwing med kits at people um I no, it. I think, look, I actually, I started out in the industry, my first real job was in signage, um, which is quite a different angle to go. Um, it's not the glamorous angle as a designer, um, but that that's very much a, a short, sharp time frame industry. Um, and I just learned how to like work efficiently and, and, and um, yeah, and I guess in that in, environment, it's also a, you know, if you have a vibe, so I like playing music um, and it just helps sort of drive me a bit to, to work. Um, yeah. Get that sort of, the, uh, I guess, flow on. And what um, are we listening to? Oh, uh, man, I have I have different styles, um, two kind of distinct styles. Yeah. Um, I like I like rock music. So I like like. I was literally, I was going to make food. a joke. Is it heavy, heavy rock? <laughs> it's not heavy. I mean, Foo Fighters and Muse and things like that. Maybe. Um, That's you, awesome. You, yeah, um, I've got Guitar Hero in my lounge right now. There you go. There yeah, you go. Man. And then outside of that, which is really different, would be um, music scores. I actually really love like Hans Zimmer and, and oh, things like that. John you know, Williams. Right? Um, yeah, John Williams. Howard um, Shaw. Yeah, I just, I think those, those are the two, like depending on what mood I'm in for the, maybe what I'm working on, but, but both of those will help me to kind of charge through something or get into a, a, like a longer flow. Um, uh, that's actually really cool. I've got, I've got a, my flatmate, he's a musician and he loves scores and, and comp yeah. composition. And, you know, we yeah. watch movies every night, you know, and yeah. um, we always, uh, got, we, when we watch it and this has changed for me, cause I'm a, we'll get into movies cause I want to, okay. but okay. I love, I love movies. And my, now that I've lived with him, listening to scores yeah. is amazing. Like, I, like that's one of my favorite things now to kind of pick out the scores. And like you say, I can now go, oh, that sounds like John Williams. And then it yeah, is, you know, yeah. oh, that sounds like Hans Zimmer. Like we watched King Arthur, it's 2004 film the other yep. night. And it was like, that sounds like um, Hans Zimmer, like Pirates of the Caribbean vibe. And we looked yep. it up and it was. Yep. 
Well, there you yeah. go. So no, it's funny. Like, it's like, like I don't, I don't drink wine, but I guess that's almost like you kind of get refined to the, the styles of, of, of music and, and scores. And uh, yeah, I, I know. I, I, I love. Uh, Is it background noise or blasting? It's, it's, it's background noise uh, a little bit. Um, I've actually, yeah. Having said all that, I'm, I'm, I've got working, working um, at the moment. I'm, I'm more inclined to have a have a series on in the back, a TV series like a The Office or something on. Um, oh my gosh, how good's The so Office? That, yeah, yeah. So that 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 sort of comes and goes, but generally it's. Oh, and of course your podcast as well. Oh yeah, thank you, thank yeah, you, thank so you. Should have yeah, started, should've started with that. Um, I've heard you also. Uh, I won't say from which source, but you dabble in a bit of Men in Black. Oh wow. Wow, I know the source. I know the source. <laughs> but, but men in black music, you know. Men in black, men in black, man. Oh, you've done your research. <laughs> oh, mate, I do. I I do my research, mate. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's it. Was a good time. <laughs> I have to expand on that, don't I? Really? Yeah, you do. Okay, so I mean, for the love of mu- of uh, movies, I um, while I was studying back at the day, um, I was working at Hoyts Cinemas on the, on the North Shore. I actually I was, don't know the story, by the way. Oh, you don't? All like I, well, all I've got told is men in black. Yeah, well, I, I just think part of working at the movies back in those days, YRL Park, which was the, the place oh, yeah, to be, yeah, that's where I go, was, yeah. was when there was a big tentpole movie that, that the, the staff would do something, we'd decorate the, the, the place. Or with Men in Black, we actually, because um, there was that Will Smith uh, music video for Men in Black, we, yep. we, we learnt the dance. And I can't dance, but we learned the dance, right? We learned that dance. Is it the we are the man in black? Yeah, that yeah. one, that one. And we performed it in the foyer, like probably for a week. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Oh. And like, there's plenty of stories. That's probably the, the yeah. That's the Is there funny. a video circulating? Um, do you know what? There was. Um, but you found a way to delete it. No, I actually, what, the, the person I think uh, dobbed us in. Uh, on this he actually had it but he i think he might have deleted it because he was also he was also in it i want to point out um i have photos i have at least i have some photos but okay you're sending me this off air immediately after (laughs) um that's so funny so so you yeah so you you get to that stage you put a bit of music on and yeah and you start with your concept you start with the information that your client has given you yeah um and then and then you get to sketchpad then you get to the Using software, which I, I mean, I wouldn't know the lingo of what software you'd use, but what, what's that next stage, that next phase of kind of, is it because you got, then you get your rough kind of idea, right? And then you yeah. start to virtually do your magic on the computer. and then... Yeah, look, I think once you've compiled all the elements that you need, whether it's photos or um, mood board things, things that will just inspire you, then you just sort of start and, and kind of go with it because um, you've done the, the background to that. You've done the the pre-work the warm-up i suppose is the key thing um and you just get into it and i think yeah if, it, if it's a brand it's um you, you just sort of hopefully come with two or three ideas of what that could be from the sketch and then you just you just kind of go about it really i i i, I don't really know how to break it down other than yeah. um the experience of having done this for so long you kind of just do it um yeah, yeah, yeah. in some ways and and yeah you just keep checking against what the vision is and and um yeah what what you hope the outcome can be um yeah it's, it's a funny one often often you will end up like having a favorite idea and then you'll start with that and 
it's quite hard to break through into, but I need to show two or three other options. I know, um, and I was about to say, because, you know, when you get your mindset on something, especially in the creative sense, yeah. you almost don't want to take any other ideas, but you, you kind of have to, I guess. Yeah, and, and often it'll break down into um, one design as a brand, one design that I think the client wants, um, one design that I think they should go, and then one that really pushes them well ahead of where either of us probably think they are now, but maybe want to go. And then through that sort of elimination, that there'll be something in those three that they will, mm. you know, like hopefully. Um, and it's never the same as you think it will be. Um, unfortunately, there's often a lot of combining of ideas which don't always work. But, yeah, but that's you out of your hands and, though. A little bit. You try and steer them on 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 direction uh, a little yeah. bit on that. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got to make sure that the client's happy. So. Yeah, well, that's it at the end of the day, right? That's where the money's coming from. What about um, mental blocks? Like I know even me as a teacher, if I'm planning or as a, even as a creative with yeah, podcasting yeah. stuff, there are going to be days, there are going to be times. I mean, I, I've even tried in the past to write novels, right? And the mental blocks yeah. of, you know, writer's block or artist's block or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. How do you kind of navigate those? Because I'm sure you get them quite often. Yeah, I think as you get, sort of more experience you can autopilot some stuff um and that actually makes it easier but that's you know one of the time my clients net particularly it's not it's an autopilot in a like this will do it's a you just you know how to kind of get through those those hard times where it's it's not flowing um yeah i, I all i'll say is i don't have that too often other than maybe don't get me to design a new brand in early december <laughs> it's kind of like as you've got to the end of the year you, you maybe don't have your best stuff um Right, so you, you do kind of frazzle. I think you do recognize that just at a time of year, you, you're, be, you're better to, you know, and I actually do tell my clients this, if they want a new brand, that you're better to wait till um, end of Jan, um, end of January, just because you'll get, you'll get better, you'll get a better designer. Um, yeah. It's a natural sort of flow of, of a season in, in some ways, you know. Yeah, I, I never saw design as a seasonal thing, but I guess you're kind of right, if, especially if the way you set yourself up to be as a, as a, you know, when you work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it can be. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't, there's not a, there's not a particular season of design. Like it's not like. Yeah, a, it wouldn't be like a, like June is your peak season every year. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, works. yeah, you do have a bit of stuff running up to, I guess, pre-Christmas. So it is that September time often is busy. Um, right. But, but it is, it is, and, and things do trail away a little bit in December and those sort of things. But I would have thought kind of January, February, oh, maybe not January, but February, March would be kind of your busier months only because people are like new year, starting a new thing, resolution. <laughs> I don't know, like let's launch this puppy or whatever it might be, you know? Yeah, I think, well, it depends what, what thing it is. In some ways I've been involved in sports design. So actually I'm more adhering to their sports season often right, than, yeah. than a traditional, um, I guess season of yeah of thinking but i yeah i guess and, and it's really comes down to where when budgets are set for businesses and those sort of things i think mm. um it, often you get uh, clients trying to spend up um for their budget but also actually only start a new year and then use their you know have a budget to spend it all so yeah, yeah. Um, in the new year so it is it is and everyone's years are different so it's a little bit tricky to lock down when i'll be busy um, yeah one um one thing i because th- i'm keen to talk about sidekick and, and how that officially kind of started but yep. even one thought i had this whole time is you know as a create as a, being a creative when you 
you know, if you say to your parents, and I know you said your parents were quite supportive and all that, but when you when you're about to move into, I don't know, being a lawyer, being a doctor, being a physio, whatever it might be, it's always kind of like, yep, you've got a steady career path, well, potentially, um, you're going to work hard. It's you know, go for it. But whereas if someone who wants to be an artist or an actor or a musician, you know, it's being supported by family, friends, or just the idea of it can be quite difficult. You know, I remember speaking to that guy who was in the Lion King production. He was saying that when he told them he was going to go to drama school, his family freaked out. You know what I mean? Um, How was that experience for you? Was it? Yeah. So I I don't think I had a a perception. Like I didn't even know there was an industry to be getting involved in until, you know, quite late in my secondary school thinking. Um, Mm. Yeah, I guess, I guess I haven't ever focused on what I'll end up earning going forward um, when I, in those early days but at the same time I have had it's been a it's been a hard road you know there's there's been redundancies and um, yeah starting again and, and those sort of things throughout so it, it is a it is the nature of this industry particularly that when when there's a, a recession or a, a big event I mean like we're having at the moment that that work dries up that's the one industry that people go oh we need to maybe pull back on spending in this space um, yeah so I know that's not the case for everyone, but it is, it's been my experience that, that, you know, this, this particular, you know, last little bit has been tricky. Um, and how have you navigated that? Even just from a, you know, kind of trying to support your family point of view, right? Yeah. I think we've, we've, um, we've been pretty, I guess, um, I say wise isn't the right way. We're just, yeah, conservative, I think in terms of our spending anyway. Um, and, and yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, I can put it at God's feet, but honestly, like, very blessed with how he's sort of uh, given us work um, when when I've needed it and and taken away when I needed a break. Yeah. Um, and actually being able to identify that, I guess, going forward has been made it easier. Um, yeah, so, but it's not easy. It's, not tr- it's tricky times at the moment. So No, oh, 100%, man. I, I, I know that, um, you know, my, my flatmate's a drummer and, and yeah. he gets his money from gigging, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's, not, it's not easy at all and it must be hard to think because like the reality is you, you what you do is just as important in terms of contributing to society right but it must be interesting also like for example me as a teacher you know they need teachers at school it's essential yeah. on, on it. like you feel not like you feel important but you feel needed yeah but then you know it's kind of like well we can afford to not work with kevin right now because you know that's kind of yeah. an area we don't need to talk more about right now that, that must also kind of be a bit of a it's a weird, it's a weird spot. Like right now, weird it, space. Yeah, it, I do hear people saying like it's a design-led world, and are oh, you lucky to be in a world where, you know, being design-led, there must be lots of work. But then also people at the same time saying, "Oh, we just hold on that for now, hold on that work until we know a bit more about our budget and that sort of stuff going forward." So you kind of get told it's a design-led world, but then there's no work at the moment on yeah. the, this project and that project, and so you kind of go it's just it's just moving sand you know moving ground at the moment and we we're all sort of just waiting to see yeah. where that lands but oh man yeah. oh, i'm sure it'll land um like a cat on its feet <laughs> <laughs> well I've, i mean yeah i mean i've had i've had like i said earlier redundancies in my career and those are the things that i can look back on and go no i landed on my feet you know like i did and, did you ever and, think about giving up <sighs> do you know what one thing not giving up but one thing i thought so i'm 45 now and for oh, whatever mate, reason, like a day over 35. Oh, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> I, um, 
I've always thought, man, I don't think I'll be a, a designer at 50. And I don't really know why that's the case, but I've always had that in my mind. So rather than giving up, I've always thought, what, how do I take what I've learned and build it into something else down the track? Um, so there is definitely some thoughts further as to how I can take my design skills into my own things as well as design um, for other people. But yeah, I guess that's a bit, little bit too to be, to be determined. Um, that's cool. That's kind of cool though to have a, a rough idea, but don't know how it's going to land. Uh, yeah, cool it's and a, scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, especially like for me, like I have that excitement with this project, the podcast, Yeah. but at the same time, my, my, um, my finances or my income isn't dependent on that, you know? No, no. It's, uh, um, yeah. So my wife's just, uh, she resigned from her job the, the morning of lockdown as well. So she finishes in a couple of days from her job. So we're both going to be right at the moment, be going, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes, but we're, yeah, yeah we'll see. It's a, it's a interesting. Yeah, interesting time. You have to lean on your faith right now. That's for sure. Hard out, man. Hard out. Um, I was going to ask you too, just just on the whole, uh, just on design. The first time you saw your design, like one of your designs out somewhere, mm. whether it be you know on a TV or a signage outside a post office, or I don't, <laughs> I gotta know. But what was that feeling? Do you remember that? The first time you saw your design somewhere public and going, I did that. Um, man, it's a long time ago. Uh. I know being my first job in signage, there would have been quite a few like low-key signage things that were around the place. Um, yeah. not, not a job particularly, but um, something that I did that got seen early on is you're like this as, as, a, as a Warriors or as a league fan. Um, yeah. Like way, way back before the, the, we knew that the Auckland was getting a team, they, um, they sort of announced, you know, we, you know, send in your ideas and I, I sent in a bunch of designs um for what the the Auckland rugby league team could be um yeah and and like I look back at them now and they're pretty cringy but but it put me on the on the front page of the North Shore Times oh cool uh, which which uh as as an aspiring designer I think was was really a cool thing to kind of see so that's probably in terms of like my first like foray into seeing my designs anywhere that was it um which was quite funny. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, fast forward to now, yeah. and you can look back at lots of things. And I'm keen, actually. Got my phone here for a reason, not just okay. to um, pretend that I'm, you know, texting. But because I've got some designs here. Right. Now, before I ask about them, though, were you or were you under the umbrella of Sidekick Creative? I'm just trying to remember because my, my memory is a bit fuzzy at the moment. Is that yeah. only recent or have you you've always been Sidekick for a while? No, so I've, I've worked for various people um, and then I started Sidekick in the beginning of 2010. Um, cool. And so I've had that since, um, right up to now, but I have... Tell us about that, the inception of it, man. Cool. Um, so I was working at a company called Insignia International. Um, I know in the Insignia. City. Uh, they do sports in Sydney sports. They they did they did we we were um, sports memorabilia company in, yeah. in the city and we would do the all black jerseys every year the, the official sign all black jerseys and I went oh, and cool. worked there and then we started doing work for um, Manchester United and Liverpool and Arsenal and yeah. a whole bunch of um, you know well known sports teams around the world and we would do sign memorabilia and 
art and posters and various things for them. So it was actually really a quite a cool, um, I guess, thing to be involved in. You were doing all these amazing designs from a small little office in, in, in Auckland, but working for Manchester United and, and, and yeah. doing sign memorabilia that Cantona signed and Ronaldo and... That's um, pretty wicked, yeah. Yeah, and, and didn't get to travel there or, or meet anyone particularly of, of note over there, but obviously, but yeah, and I guess one, one thing that happened in, in, in 2007, 2008 is we had a recession and the, the, the key uh, income from that company, the, the memorabilia, because it was high ticket stuff, that, that sort of work all died and then the company essentially fell over, um, unfortunately. And, but from that, I had connections with, um, with football, New Zealand football. We'd, we'd built a connection with the company had with them. And yeah. um, I had a kid and another one on the way and thought, man, I need to keep earning money here. So I decided yeah. to start off on my own, which, um, yeah, which was quite a big thing to do. But, but, For sure. But I had some really, you know, that was the, the beginning of working with New Zealand football, which was, which was a really cool timing because they just qualified for the World Cup. Um, Men's World Cup, yeah, and so I kind of was right at the start of that, which was really exciting. And That's cool because, as you as you remember, uh, when I got Ben Sigmund on, I was quite interested in hearing that whole experience. You know, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's funny because I, while I worked for New Zealand Football, I, I was working for the for the office, so I wasn't in there obviously, and I I didn't have any relationship at that stage with any of the players or, yeah. or understand like you know how hard it was to get over, you know, over there. And um, but it was it was really cool to be kind of part of it but from from the outside a little bit so yeah 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 and and you 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 alluded to it earlier with the name psychic creative because you kind of expand on that yeah i just it's funny like i i really like i said i like the those old cartoons where the the sidekick was the one doing all the hard work to make others look good um and i kind of thought that summed up summed up what a design is supposed to be really as you do Mm. all the hard work to make others look good um Nice. And I, get, I just like the connection also with football. Um, being my first client was, you know, there's an element of kicking in that. Obviously. Yeah, yeah so just a little bit. <laughs> there, there was, there was just, a, it was just a kind of a, like, it made a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, yeah. I like that premise because what you're doing, because if I'm coming to you as a graphic designer, what I want is to know that my pro- your priority is me. Yeah, yeah. And even the the, the premise of your name is. You know, you want this company to look good, so I'm going to do what all that I can to. You know, that must, yeah, that gives assurance to um to whoever your clients are. Yeah, you do. You do have to delve deeply into what a client's trying to achieve. Um, and and sometimes I sense you, you might be doing that more than they are. Um, but that's cool. Like you actually part of that challenge and the excitement of doing what I do is that you don't you have different clients with different needs and yeah you get involved in different industries and, and see what they're after i i recently did a, a rebrand for the new zealand pony club um which i i had no idea about when i started other than it was sport it was it's really not my yeah you know, my expertise but i really enjoyed that project where where you do you, you get into something else that oh, i can see what they're trying to achieve here and and, and achieve a good outcome for them mm. yeah i i think um and i'm keen to kind of do a bit of a highlight real of some of the things you you've done um but i think that when you think of what you what you're meant to do um yeah it's quite unselfish that's the way i look at it yeah yeah well because I mean, I mean like you obviously get credited like i understand that 
but um you know in 10 years time people are going to remember the old logo or whatever but they yeah. might not might not necessarily remember who designed it you know well it's funny you should say get credited because some of the biggest things i've done like i didn't get any credit or it was it was um yeah i guess it's funny like the work did but but like, people didn't necessarily know who did it um so i always find that quite funny like and actually um yeah it's, it's this mixture of emotions when that happens you kind of go like i don't want to be front and center but um you know, I want the work to be front and center, but actually you also want a little bit of pat on the back sometimes. I know exactly what you're talking about, man. Yeah. Um, I'm sure yeah. as a teacher, absolutely, you know. <laughs> making yeah. making changes in people's lives, you know. Yeah. Pat on the back, so. Come on. Look at the job we're doing. But, you know, then I remember, you know, just on Maybe. a faith level, I think of the whole, don't let the right hand know what the left hand left hand's doing. I know that's context to that, but yeah. I take a bit of thing in that. Audience of one is the way I look at it sometimes. Yeah. Um, but talking about um, a couple of things, one of the things I saw you did, I'm going to pull it up. How do I pull it up? I'm going to try and pull it up. But Sidekick Creative. Oh, and for people that will do a kind of thing of this at the end, but for people that want to find Sidekick Creative, by the way, yep. they can go where? Just to my, I guess my website, www.sidekickcreative.co.nz. Um, yeah. and, and obviously all the, all the social channels um, that come from that. The social channels. Um, you talked about Manchester United. I know one thing you did is you designed a huge, I don't know what you'd call it. Mural. Well, no, mural? I think so. It's, it's yeah, I, um, that was on the back of working at Insignia. Um, yes, yes. I thought we, that might have been the case. Timing-wise was interesting. It was, um, I pitched an idea. It was 100 years of Old Trafford, the stadium, Manchester United Stadium. Yes, and I pitched the idea at the time for a print um, showcasing a panoramic version of the stadium in, in, internally, um, but Photoshop to look like the left hand side is when it was first built, right through to the right hand side, which is current day, and all the the upgrades that they've done through the years. Um, it was used as a as a um, during the war. It was used as a as a um, site to um, store things and all sorts of things like that. Um, and then ha- on the field have the have the top uh, eleven players probably to ever don the uniform. Um, yeah. And they really loved the concept. Um, the idea was only how did it get to them? Did they did they want that, or did you design it and go, "Hey, look what I've done"? And then they so, were like, "We want yeah, that." Yeah, we 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 had that relationship with them already because we were doing stuff for them. So um, it was really a case of just pitching ideas as we would often do. Um, but I pitched this concept to you know to them, and they loved it to the point that they were like, "We want to put this on." The front of the stadium, um, which which is obviously an amazing. That's thing wild, to be. man. Yeah, That's yeah. Wild. One of the biggest, for context, for people that don't know, Manchester United, one of the biggest football clubs in the world. Old Trafford, one of the most well-known stadiums in the world. Yeah, yeah. and there, so, right front and center, is Kevin Lynch's <laughs> design. Yeah, so that was that was crazy, and and it all happened after the the company I was working for kind of wound up. So I, I ended up dealing direct on the last stage of that. Um, to make it happen, um, just to see it through. But, but yeah, it's it's. I never got to go and see it. Obviously, it was um, was something would have been great to have gone over there for. But um, still, pretty amazing that they did that. How long would they did they have it up for? Do you know? I think most of the season. I actually think it was up, maybe yeah. even past into the, into the new year. But um, and you already know it. they'll have it somewhere. You know they'll have it still somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe it's. Uh, I don't know what they do with it. It's it's. A, such a big thing to get printed up on there uh, and stuck on. How do they do that? Because this this thing is huge. Like it's 
yeah. you, you know the the, the yeah. dimensions but from your computer pdf or whatever the heck you send them you know your, yep. your design yep. to onto the material so how do they do that they it'll be in drops so okay. in, in vinyl drops um that that get printed so i do have some photos of it sort of going up so you do see it in, in segments um yeah because it's on the glass they can't hang a big banner it's too big to do that it would pull probably pull you know a whole bunch of stuff down if they did that but by sticking to the glass yeah it's um it's mm. a bit easier for them to do in drops and panels it's so cool man and i'll make sure we'll make sure people that are listening are thinking what are they talking about go to the uh go to instagram and have a look on psychic creative but also the podcast we'll post up some of those photos um to so you got context to what we're talking about but um there is one controversy about that piece of art do you think i know what I'm, you think i know what i'm I, gonna say i do it was it was really um so we went through a process with with manchester united and yeah. and um the new zealand manchester united supporters club and trying to figure out who are the top 11 players yeah um and i like they i remember the reporter was just on this on this on this about it um because we left out david beckham yes is there we, we go yeah and, and like, i mean eric Contina made it yeah it wasn't a personal like choice i suppose we we went through a process but he's like yeah it was like you, you how do you leave out beckham i'm like well you know you have to, it's, it's a team that's had so many big name players oh that, it's ridiculous yeah um i just he'd be the first one off, off the bench put it that way was ronaldo there yeah ronaldo. okay that's good. it's funny he's gone back hey eh? isn't it nuts oh man that's uh yeah that, and he's ripping sort of, it up at like 36 yeah i know I, it's um it's what he's almost like a tom brady i don't know he just keeps going you know Oh, Tom Brady. You love Tom Brady. No, no, not me, mate. You. We might not be able to mention who you support in the NFL on here in case we get sued. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. Uh, not, just my team's not doing very well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, actually, the, you know, side note on that, I was trying to pick up Cooks the other day, but I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if that was a good idea or not. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. But did you, did you also, um, with the memorabilia stuff, when you're doing some stuff with Tony Parker, yeah, so the um, NBA player. Yeah, that, that's a that's a weird little. Bit. So we had a French department for our insignia um, company. So, yeah. which is pretty random when you think about it. But mm. so we did some stuff for the football clubs in in France. Um, but we also, I guess, took up opportunities that came along. Um, and we had there was one year where Tony Parker and the San Antonio Spurs won the NBA championship, and then they he went over and played for France, and they won the Euros. Um, yeah. in the same year and so we we set up to do some memorabilia some sign memorabilia of for him um which was cool and it didn't go that well um and that timing wise we, we missed um the deadline for him to do it and then he flew back to the state so we sent all the memorabilia for him to sign back to back in right. san antonio but um it turned out that there was miscommunication and the all the prints were, were signed and then given out to the, the cast of Desperate Housewives um, because he was at the time, I guess, dating Eva Longoria. So, so we, that is so bizarre. It's so bizarre, and we we never got them. We got one print back. Um, so, so at some point, my designs have, have ended up in the hands of all the Desperate Housewives cast. <laughs> yeah. When you think about that. that- it's just it's, such a random story. It's so random. I, I don't really know what to make of it all. I love but, that. Um, I love that. I love the random stories, eh? That's yeah. the thing, man. Like, 
what I love about this podcast is that, you know, I'm, we might not be, you know, I might not be Joe Rogan and you might not be Matthew McConaughey. You know what I mean? We're not big yeah. famous worldwide, but everybody's got cool stories. And I think people that listen to this podcast know, you know, that everyone's got a, some stories in the locker there Yeah, that are just, you pull them out, you pull them out eh, for the good old times. Yeah. But one of the things I love that you've done now, we're both Star Wars fans. Yeah. And, one of the things you did, actually, before I talk about this, I know there's something you did in the Star Wars realm, and then I'm keen to talk about some of the Marvel stuff too, because yeah. um, it's your latest d- designs. But as a fellow Star Wars fan, now I know there'll be people listening to this that um, will be listening intently now. I was personally disappointed with how the sequels played out. I think the episode, the what's it, The Force Awakens? I personally think teed it up really well, but I feel like, you know, I don't, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. We landed in lazy Lake, ripped it up and then got smoked. Yeah. (laughs) Um, they just, that I, what do you reckon, man? What do you think? What's because I know you're a star Wars lover. Um, we'll talk about that in context shortly, but what do you think of how the, the Disney Lucasfilm, you know, collaboration handled the sequels? So I put this through the filter of my kids a little bit. Um, okay, okay. And I know, I know all this. I know Star Wars is a book for kids in some ways, and that you just yeah, take that, you take that forward in your life and your memory of that. So the original trilogy for me, like that, stuck with me and has stuck with me for, forever. Yeah, because I loved it, and my kids are primed to love Star Wars, and they they do in a, uh, to an extent, but then they're primed to actually love you know love the the sequels because of their age and yeah. they just don't they they can they can have it or not have it you know like it's just yeah. it was a cool movie and they move on and yeah. they've had they love marvel and those sort of things mm. but it just says to me that they haven't quite got it right for 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 that let alone for the older people like myself who were looking for like a conclusion to the thing so i feel like they just missed the boat yeah on, on both for the kids and also for people who are fans of it in the past or, you know, right through. So yeah, yeah it's, it's disappointing. Like I just, like, I don't think they can pull it back um, with the movies like that. I feel like they can branch into other areas that are cool, like Mandalorian and those sort of things are pretty, pretty cool. But I just think oh, it's a shame that they really didn't get that. Well, I was talking to, um, like in a way, a new hope, um, not a new hope, sorry, Return of the Jedi in my mind, sealed the deal like it was like bang the rebel alliance had defeated the empire yeah we are good to go yeah and then it's kind of like in my head it's like i love the sub stories like the um i do love i do like the mandalorian i do like that stuff i I enjoyed the prequels maybe because i was kind of you know that was kind of when i was that was yours later end of my you know my growing up that was mine um so i really enjoyed those and i you know people will talk about you know the prequels and stuff like that, but I, I enjoyed them. Um, I thought added to this to the saga. I mean, Revenge of the Sith's one of the best out of all of them, in my yep. opinion. Like yep. you know, but um, yeah, it's. I feel like if they needed to touch that Skywalker's um, timeline, mm. then it'd be really good. And yep. the fact that the most powerful Jedi of all time. Sorry for anyone that if that doesn't like Star Wars, you can skip forward twenty minutes. It's up to you. But um, is like. He turned into this kind of withering, yeah, wimp. But even as even as I was watching that, 
Like I was like, that's okay. I, I can handle that. I feel like he's going to come out of it. And he kind of did for a brief second and then that was it, you know, um, spoiler alert. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of yes. go, oh, but you just missed the chance to kind of really make him come back properly. Yeah, I think I think what needed to happen, because I, I don't know about you, but I think, because the other thing too is like they've just defeated the Empire and now all of a sudden there's this new Empire that are like ruling the galaxy almost again. And it's kind of like yeah. the new order, right? I'm kind of like, I think right now what the Mandalorian and those shows are doing are kind of exploring their uprise, which is yeah. which is good because it kind of needed some explanation. Like who the hell are these guys? Where have they come from? Yeah. But um, I felt like the Force Awakens was cool. Like I thought it set it up well. And if yeah. J.J. Abrams had followed through and maybe they had an actual coherent plan, yeah. I feel like that might have... It would have helped. I think it would have helped. Yeah. Um, I hope. But, you know, it is what it is. And, and um, I don't know. I feel like I can't get too grumpy on it because, you know, I'd love to be involved with those <laughs> movies. I'd love to... Um, so if anyone out there is listening that, that can get me involved, absolutely. But, um, yes. yeah, I, I feel like it's just... It, it is what it is. And we kind of hope that there's better stuff ahead because how badass was snoke until we yeah. realized that he was just a back to tank yeah i oh, mean there, uh, there was options that they, like my my brain word with ideas of like who is he and is he you know what was Plagueis, yours or is he Plagueis or is there is there a you know you know is he the one who taught um the emperor everything and like, but then they just it would have been obvious but at least cool you know and i just think they they went back to this weird clone thing ish, which will get explained maybe in other series. And I, I don't know, like you have to read novels and, you know, look at this comic and watch this TV series to understand it all now. And I'm like, that's not. No, ideal. Sh- no it's, it's not ideal. I, but I, to, yeah. I think one idea me and my flatmates had um, was like when, when um, Snoke, well, we didn't kind of, there was no clarification that, Darth Sidious killed killed Darth Plagueis, right? He yeah. kind of said he did, but he we kind of yeah. And we were saying, what if this is my thing? This is what I think could have been awesome. What if Snoke was Plagueis, and what the Emperor did was he couldn't kill Plagueis because remember Plagueis conquered death, right? He knew yeah. how to manipulate, yeah. but he imprisoned him. And that when Vader threw him down the tunnel and on on the yep. you know in the last one, yep. um, the death of Sidious kind of released him from his prison yeah see all those uh that's what i think that's so much better right there's 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 all that and then they just yeah i feel just bringing back the shadow of the emperor thing just ah man it's a shame it hurts eh? it hurts to say it i know and i know that it's just a movie and it's not real life and but it, like, you're right, man. Like it's a world, like world building. I'm sure you're like me. I love world building and the idea yeah. of world building. And yeah. I, it's such a unique, like, I think it's one of five or four, I say, world builds that has been done. Yep. You know, I, I'd say Lord of the Rings is one. I'd say the Marvels. I'd yep. say Star Wars. Like you, you might be able to argue Pirates of the Caribbean, but that's not really world building. That's kind of just yeah. manipulating history and stuff but you know what i mean like actual world creation and, and yep. stuff like that avatar maybe is one of them yep. um harry potter. That's, harry potter yeah harry yep. potter yep. so it's unique and i feel like they've kind of left a bit of a sour yeah. taste but you know i guess yeah you set up high, a high bar early on and then it's never going to really live up to it in some ways that is so. true 
that is true. I'm actually, um, yeah, I'm actually, I do love the idea of world building, and it's something I'm going talk about exploring other avenues or other areas outside of design. And so I'd, I'd love to build a world. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm keen on, on doing a bit of writing as well. Um, cool. So, so watch the yeah. space, maybe. Watch the space, maybe. Yeah. I'm well, I should. It, I'm saying it live, so it has to happen now. Yes. Yeah. Now, accountability now. Yeah. Um, yeah, even the same with me. I, I started writing last lockdown. I started world building with a flatmate of mine and just coming up with different concepts and ideas and maps. And it was kind of fun to do, you know? Maybe we should chat further on that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But the reason we we talk the Star Wars context is because yep. something you did, um, I want to say, I don't actually want to know, 2017, 2016, 2015? Well, actually, if I'm honest, it's 2008. But wow. so the story behind that is my youngest had, had just been, uh, sorry, my oldest had just been born and yeah. I wanted a project to work on from home when, while I was kind of rocking the, the bassinet sort of yeah, thing yeah. N- next to the computer, I wanted to have like something I could work on um, right. as well. So I designed a Star Wars theme park. Um, you designed a Star Wars theme park yeah. that went viral. Yeah. So and it people thought viral. it, people thought it was going to be the real deal. So what happened was I designed it way back in 2008 and it just sat there. I just, I, I left it for till t- 2015. And then there was the, the, the hype around the force awaken coming. And then there were a bunch of podcasts that I was listening to at the time, um, rebel force radio, um, particularly. And I just thought about, I just sort of came to my mind. I'm like, oh, I had designed a Star Wars theme park. I should send it to them and see what they think. And they loved it. And I didn't know this, but, Disneyland were about Disney were about to announce that they were expanding Disneyland with the Star Wars thing in the themed land. And yeah. so I just total like I guess timing, I didn't know this was going to happen. I, I said, can we can we put this out there after after they announce it? And I said, go for it. I, I hadn't there was no plan behind this. It was just, just I'd done a fun it thing years, do, years yeah. earlier and I just sent it to them and they did. It went viral. There was rumors of like, is this the leaked map? And the, the 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 funny part is there's there's actually a, um, I shouldn't say this as a, a designer but there were a lot of spelling mistakes in there. Yeah, um, right. It was really done for my own benefit, um, and I hadn't proofed it for that purpose. And then so that was even part of it is is there was speculation that people that, that there was spelling mistakes on purpose to throw people off and like it was all just went into this weird world of like um, of stuff. Yeah, it was it was quite funny to watch on yeah. the outside. Um, there was no name attached to it, so it was just this random Star Wars theme park design that was floating around the internet and yeah. on Fox News and all these weird places. And yeah, it was All quite right. a fun thing to watch. Well, it's cool, and it's going to be on there. Go check it out on our Instagram. I've put it up. If you're okay with that, yeah, man. Um, it's up there, and I've got it open in front of me here, and I'm looking at this bad boy. Lucas World was the original one, eh? Yep. Yep. And not only have you designed a theme park, but you've designed, and I've seen this before. I actually came across this via mutual friends, Jono and Sean. Yep. I remember they told me about it. I think Sean told me about it. And I was, this is before I, quite, uh, before I knew you. Yep. And I was blown away. But you, what you've done is you've not only put in like Naboo, Kamino, Kashyyyk, Dagobah, Utapau, but you've put in like the rides and the, and, and the um, yep. you know, the, with the attractions so are like, in Utapau, you've got the grievous, the grievous drop, and Utapau chicken drumsticks would be the place you eat. I'm assuming, um, and like Tatooine, Coruscant. This is amazing, man. 
So I, I, um, I was lucky enough to go to Disneyland growing up and I love yeah. the map. The maps you used to get the big fold out maps. Um, I love the idea of exploring how we get to the next ride. And yeah. I, don't know, I found there's a big community of people who love that too. So I don't know. I think it's, um, you do, you have Dude. to include all the detail and, and that's what people love is, is the, that level of immersion, I think. Wow. Out of all these worlds, Kashyyyk looks quite cool and Camino kind of, it looks like a bit of a, um, the walkie swing. <laughs> it looks like a, um, like a wet and wild kind of that area. Yep. Yep. Oh, Naboo. Or is it Naboo's? More Naboo. It's kind of all three. What, which one of these ones that actually looks cool? Is that like a log flume? The, so that's in the original. Yeah. That's a, that's a log flume. Out of all of it, obviously right now people are only listening, but go and have a look on our Instagram people because it's all there. Out of all these places, Naboo, Kashyyyk, honestly, Endor, which one of these are you most proud of? Is there? I really like the pod race, the pod racer roller coaster. Um, Where is that one? In oh, Tatooine, yeah. bottom left. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that so is cool. That is It's cool. one of those roller coasters where you have like four lanes and then you just. Anakin's pro- pod race. Yeah. You kind of um, weave in and out of each other. So you don't quite know who's going to finish first. Um, that is cool and i know it's funny like I, I i've done i did this a long time ago now but then you do see that sort of feature comes into more modern roller coasters and, and rides where yeah um, where there is an element of racing and and you don't know who's going to finish so there's a there's a cars ride at, at california adventure in america where you do you race in it and it's um i don't know i just yeah it's quite cool it's not see. your standard just one track do the loop yeah, exactly. the round round exactly. stop um and but I like too on here is the color, like the colors, the color spectrum, or not, that's not the word I'm looking for. The color, the, the defining areas. Yeah, the defining areas are quite like it sticks out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Really nicely. And then what you did too, I noticed you upgraded Force yeah. World. Oh, so from Lucas World to Force World, right? Yeah. So I did that. <laughs> and it's in the shape of the Millennium Falcon. I've yeah, so only I got, just noticed that now. I got a lot of feedback. As, That's as, awesome. I, as I mentioned, there's a lot of feedback on A, the spelling mistakes, right. but also just people wanted to go, hey, why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that? So combining that with the fact that there were new movies coming out, I just decided to kind of compile them all together and with the feedback and do a better version, what I thought mm-hmm. was a better version um, that had right up to episode nine. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, so I guess that that was just uh, was the completionist in me wanting to kind of finish the finish the job. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, this is literally live reactions because I, I have seen it, but I'm, I'm re-looking at it now. I like how you've just combined Death Star and Starkiller Base. That looks awesome. Yeah, so you, you view it from one side. and you've oh, you got Exegol. What is there to do in Exegol? Um, Dark that, Rain Palpatine Theatre. Yeah, so it would be a... Like a horror theatre. Yeah, kind of. At the end of the end of the movie, um, you'd have a, an audience with with uh, yeah. The that is one thing, eh? Like Exegol, we'd never heard of that. No, and it's no, they keep adding, world. Keep adding different planets and um, cool man. Areas. That's so that's so cool. And what about the Force World when when you re-release that one? I, I'm assuming because it wouldn't have gotten as much traction as your original, but no, it's funny. I did it. Yeah, there was probably a, a part of me wanting it to go viral as well. You know, you do these things, but um, I, I did get some feedback. I think um, I might have done another podcast with an American guy at one point. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I guess I kind of question sometimes why I spend so, so long on these things, but, but they are, they, they're done at various times in my life where there's been 
some tricky stuff to, to navigate. Like I talk about sleepless nights with my, my son in the first instance. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so you just, it's good to have these projects on the side. And that's the cool thing. Cause I think a lot of creatives and I think you'd agree is that work, you know, you love it and it is work. And yeah. when you combine the two, you can start to resent it a little bit. Yeah, it is a tricky one. Like I, I do, I do want. I talk about wanting to write a book, and obviously, part of that is there's a big part of that that's creative, obviously, um, and it's trying to have that energy to be creative um, outside of work is, is sometimes a little tricky. So um, I know for me, I have one son who loves sport, and I have another son who loves to be creative, and sometimes it's hard because the, the youngest one who's creative wants me to be creative with him and I don't have the energy quite as much sometimes as I would to, to, you know, bounce a basketball around. So yeah, yeah, it's, it is, it's, um, it's draining. Yeah. At least sometimes, but yeah, but sometimes having a project like these is actually quite a good thing to. And that's cool. And that's for anyone, like if anyone listening that is in what they do and if they, if what they love is what they also do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I'm a teacher and I do love it, but I mean, I love playing sport or I love, you know, doing whatever, but for people listening that what they do and what they love is their work. That's actually a good tip eh, to actually continue doing that stuff outside yeah. of the kind of paradigms of work, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm quite, yeah, I'm quite lucky with designers that you do. It's not the same every day. Mm. So at least it's d- different every time. So, yeah, that does help um, to not just be monotonous and yeah. Mm. I mean, and what you've done recently, and this is our latest psychic creative creation, is your Infinity Land. Yeah, is so it's called Infinity World, Infinity uh, Kingdom. Infinity Kingdom. Yeah, and I think um, even this is this is just another step above, man. Like this is. Yeah, I went too far this <laughs> Talk talk me through the design for the Marvel Infinity Kingdom. So again, I talk about coming up with. Uh, having a project on the go that in a tricky time. So I've, I've had a, a sick family member this year um, and I just wanted something that helped sort of focus me into something that was a bit more positive. Um, and so, yeah, I decided actually I was uh, reached out to by, by a guy in America who, who wanted to do a Marvel theme park and had seen my designs and we just kind of got on, got on well and yeah. did it together. So he, he brought some, some of the ideas and, and I brought the, the ability to do it and yeah. we built we built um i guess a full marvel theme park which is probably double the size of the star wars ones and then oh yeah there's a lot in there it would be one of those of, ones you go to three days in a row to get everything oh i think you'd, have to, you'd be there a week and not see everything but i i just i love the i love the, the world building of marvel as well so yeah um it's it was quite an interesting thing to break it up into 11 different areas and um and yeah. what you, I like what you did is um, for people that follow the journey live is how you did p- reveals at a time. Yeah. Build a bit of suspense and build a bit of, bit of hype, you know? Yeah. Well, I think you can't, in, in some ways, with building it so big, you can't actually release the, the whole design in one go and see everything. So I actually did, we did think it was best just to kind of show it a little bit at a time and, and then, yeah, and then finish it. And, and I'm just trying to look. Oh, as gets Asgard. That's the, um, the open on oh open home is that what it's called? No, what's it called? Two, yeah, the, the Bifrost. Oh, yeah, that yeah. looks cool. Yeah, so there's there's all if there's this all was to scale, how yeah. big would it be? Yeah, 
understand. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking in terms of other theme parks. Yeah, yeah. So for, for New Zealanders, it would be maybe 12 Rainbow Zings. <laughs> yeah, it would. Nah, it's, that's interesting. And, and look, I'm happy for you to sidestep this if you want to. It's, you say, you know, you recently had a sick family member. And I know we, we've been meaning to do this chat for ages now. Yep. Um, we finally locked it in, which is great. But obviously, you know, it's been, we've had to push back with COVID. And then obviously, yep. you know, you had that going on. How was that, man? Just working alongside a sick family member, still trying to work, still trying to support your family, having the side yep. project, you know, like, man. How yeah. do you do, how how did you kind of navigate through that? Um, yeah, I think well, I, first of all, like um, my it was my dad and he's come through it, um, which is really awesome, um, amazing. Yeah, and, awesome. And, and I think just the yeah, like I actually lean on my faith quite a bit this year, um, which is cool to say because you know it's it's not always the case sometimes, but um, he helped you know helped me through through this year in quite a calm way so I could just tackle it day to day um in some ways so yeah it's been it's been man I thought 2020 was hard 2021's been been um double that in some ways and then obviously I know everyone else is going through some stuff you know yeah lockdown things but yeah I think um just one day at a time you know um yeah that's all I can say really yeah and because look people will be listening that are in the same boat you were right that they might have a family member who's going through some sort of, you know, illness or, or or what have you. And, you know, one step at a time, as you say, um, how would you, how would you kind of explain, even if they're not faith based people, you know, in terms of how to kind of get through that, how would you, how would you kind of articulate that, you know? Yeah, I guess. Have a project. (laughs) I mean, if you can have a project that, or something, or something that helps to focus you into something else. Um, yeah, because it can be dominating, right? Dominating yeah, your thoughts, yeah. dominating your your daily yeah. lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what the other thing is, I've just had really good people around me, um, family and and friends, obviously, and and even just we joke about Fortnite, but uh, and maybe it's a bit more for me in that um, I really enjoy that just outlet to yeah mindlessly do something. Um, so if yeah, just having those sort of people around you that can um, you can lean on if you need to. Um, absolutely. It's been, it's been a challenge, but, but doable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and do you think that when you look at, you know, you being a creative um, must've made it even harder knowing that you're in COVID, you've got this happening. You're not in a, in a business that is a promised guaranteed steady income. <laughs> like no. it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. one thing on top of the other, right? Yeah, I guess you kind of um, you kind of just package it all together and 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 go. You know what? Like, what's next? And and you know you you just sort of brace a little bit for it, um, which makes it a little bit easier. You know, like, but those those little things all of a sudden you know seem big, and um, but then you realise that other people are going through some stuff. You know, like I've, I've had other friends who have lost partners. You know. Um, which I've only seen, you know, from distance, but man, it's, um, yeah, there's context to all of this, you know, for people. So. Dude, hundred percent. I mean, I was talking to a guy yesterday, um, and talking about, you know, walking through illness and one of the thing, one of the bizarre realities he kind of came to is that, um, you know, you never know what someone else around you is going through. 
Yeah. And I had, I had that realization, you know, when you're driving a car and it's like someone cuts you off. Yeah. And maybe your first instinct is to be like, you, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How do you know that they just haven't heard news that someone they, they love has just been diagnosed with someone or yeah. with something or they're rushing to the hospital to get somewhere or they've just had yeah. the worst day or they've just been fired or you, you never know, you know? Yeah, I, ne- I never, um, yeah, I always struggled, like you say, with that, you know, my first reaction would be the negative, but actually I think in some ways COVID helps to, helps to remind you that other people are going through stuff. Um, you know, you can't just go, oh, you know, why do they do that? You actually know that they must be going through something, some level of COVID-related thing, let alone just other stuff in their lives, you know. So. Mm, yeah, 100%, man. And for, 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 I mean, not necessarily young creatives. Like when I say young creative, I don't mean by age. I mean by uh, starting point in career. Could be a 45-year-old that's just starting out. Um, for someone that is early in that process, what would you say to, to, to up-and-comers that are wanting to get into, gra- not necessarily just graphic design, could be... Yep some sort of visual art or screen print or whatever. Yeah. What would you, what would you say in those early phases, early days, you've learned the lessons, man, you've had the experiences. What, yeah. What's the, what's the right mindset to approach this career they're starting? Yeah. Look, like, I mean, you know, there is an element of like, you get a little bit weathered over the years, especially. Um, so I think it's important to say like, be resilient in, um, in, the, in this, like there will be times in this industry where, um, there's people who have a different vision of, of whether you're needed within a, a business or not um, or your type of role. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess find your passion within this. Like there are enough things now where you can specialize a little bit. And yeah, I guess if you're training up to be a designer, to like find out what your passion is and just go for it, you know? Um, and then, then whatever that is, you will need to evolve within that part of it as well. Um, so just be prepared to kind of keep moving. Um, yeah, be adaptable, is, right? Is cool. It is cool. It is cool to adapt. You know, like it is cool. Um, I, I've done. I've started doing more animation and and stuff, and I'm like, this is so cool. And and um, if even if the work, even if I don't have particular projects in that, I'll do something on my own. And I'm like, I mean, I really enjoy this, and and hope for more of that type of work. Um, yeah whether it's video editing animation um yeah i guess the more you do that the more you figure out if there are things you don't want to do and that actually helps um when you can talk about what you're offering or what jobs you're going for or those sort of things so um yeah yeah explore that's that's really cool explore yeah don't be afraid to step out of the paddling pool of being comfortable yeah can't be comfortable in your business i can imagine you cannot be comfortable that's for sure (laughs) um just on that really quick, you talked about animation. Is there any like, like even, even the same living with a movie, a couple of movie buffs, we always look at animation, animated movies or, or, yeah. or shows and just go, man, that's animation. So cool. Like fantastic. Mr. Fox, which is not animation. That's all. That's all stop motion. Isn't it? But yeah. Um, uh, is it? I haven't seen that one. Oh, dude. Incredible. If you, when you look at what animations out there now, what, 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 who are the leaders? Who are the front runners right now? So we're we're a very big Pixar, um, uh, Pixar family, family. But um, I don't know. I'm I'm actually there's. It's funny. Like I'm exploring some of the story stuff I'm doing, and and some of the game. I'm looking at building a board game as well, and the style yes. and illustration nice. and animation that goes with um, that could go hand in hand with that, um, and just yeah, a, a really atmospheric type of um, animation, and I can't even. I can't give you an example particularly, but I just love the 
I love some of that that really um, it's almost children's book style of where it's where it's big land landscapes with small people in them. Yeah. Um, and 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 yeah, uh, that's the sort of stuff I'm looking to 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 do on my own. But it's um yeah yeah. Do you, do you know like when I look at because that's another thing of working with as a graphic designer with animation especially though is the whole idea of what age is well and what age is not well you know what i mean like you can look at um the lion king i i would look at the lion yeah. king 1994 and probably use more more you know more in that realm you might pick out things better than me but i look at that now 2021 and go man that still works on the screen in my opinion yeah, yeah, yeah. then i look at shrek yeah people are going to hate on this and i'm sorry the animation's not aged well. Like it looks like a PlayStation Two game. You know it's funny. I mean? We were actually talking about the the other day, and the kids were, were not interested in watching Shrek. And I do wonder really? if it's a little bit of that. Yeah, like it's um. Shrek's a classic, though. You know. I know, I know, but it's um. But yeah, I, you're I right. The animation I mean, hasn't aged well. There are styles that that for whatever reason, um, different generations don't gravitate towards. So. Yeah, I haven't I watched uh, Monsters Inc. That's Pixar. I wonder how that's aged. Yeah. No, it's good. It's still good. It's still good. Is, is there any that aren't good that you know aren't good? In the Pixar range? Yeah, because I mean... Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't really like Ratatouille. I don't know. Okay, yeah, yeah. That one yeah. for me just doesn't do it for me. I don't know why. Yeah. What do you think the future of of that is? Are we gonna are we moving into holograms or something like that, you know, like that in terms of animation? Um, I'm seeing this is part of... It exploratory stage of of for me but the augmented reality things that you're starting to see a bit um mm. where animation and things happen on screen but within real um real environments I, I i guess i don't know i'm not i'm not cutting edge on the animation side of things but i yet but i do i do sort of research a little bit just to see where they're going with it and it's it's um yeah man it's it's uh it's exciting whatever it is mate hopefully you can hop in there hop in the I'd stream i'd love i'd love to, so for me, I'd love the the story building aspect of this. So I'd I'd love to branch further, you know, wider than just graphical work, but actually ideas based things like yeah. a lot of the things like I your do, worlds like, you created, you know, the, the theme parks and the, the Manchester United concept. It, it's it's big ideas. I like the big ideas, and I'd love to be part of a part of a project or a, or a product or a, or a world build that that is you know a collaborative. Um, chance to build a world you know do something big um, yeah and do you know what that you just hit the nail on the head and i normally ask people this you know towards the end of podcasts you know but green and uh, not green blue skies thinking yeah where do you want to go with you know and you've kind of alluded to that throughout this this yeah. body but you're right it's not about making something look cool it's about telling the story eh? yeah yeah definitely story based and and yeah, yeah I, i've um i've been exploring you know some projects with some people and it's, it's exciting to think you know, there's some stuff ahead to, to work on on together with people. Um, cool. Ah, so that's a watch the space. A little bit. Maybe maybe we'll talk a bit further. You know, sounds like you've been writing some stories too. So. Yeah, mate, hundred percent. Well, Kevin, we finally got there. Not, yeah. I'm not talking about at the end of the podcast, <laughs> but I'm talking about yeah, through the Star Wars chat. But no, we got to recording, which we've been trying to tee up for a long time, and I'm really I'm really stoked. Not only that you got on and shared the cool things you've done, but also just your own journey and your own story and your own um, experiences. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I mean, it's not as Kiwis, it's not easy to talk about ourselves. I mean, I know you probably no. agree, um, but you have. <laughs> so, 
So thank you for thank you for opening up, and I, ho- I hope you enjoyed it. I hope this is what I did. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, cool Good man. Chat, man. Good, good, good.